remember the prisoners as though you were bound with them. Welcome back to Hackberry House, a podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted church of North Korea. My name is Bob. This is podcast number 329. It is November 22, 2015. Well, today we go back to North Korea, the prison nation. I'm reading from Hackberry House, Volume 1, Two Years with North Korea, and that I wrote a few years ago when I spent uh, intensive time and emotion with that nation. Never went there into the nation, came close, but... Uh, lived, tried to live their life with them and to uh, feel what they were feeling. And every day I was writing, and this is what came from it. There was a time when North Koreans sang the praises of one who is worthy. The good news is that although they sing the following song to one who is unworthy, at least these are a people who will praise Our job is to pray and work for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to once more be lifted up in old Chosun. Kim Il-sung, you recall, is the grandfather of the present leader of North Korea. He was trained by Russia, propped up by Russia and China, and set up unwittingly by our own government. He stole the hearts and souls of the Korean people living in the northern part of the peninsula. Yet, even though they were brainwashed and afraid, today they sing this, quote, immortal revolutionary hymn to him. Starting with that uh, three-word description, see how many more words you can find in the following that are lifted directly from Christian thought. Just listen to this song of General Kim Il-sung and see what was copied from your faith. Bright traces of blood on the crags of Changbak still gleam. Still the Amnak carries along signs of blood in its stream. Still do those hallowed traces shine resplendently over Korea, ever flourishing and free. So dear to all our hearts is our general's glorious name, our own beloved Kim Il-sung of undying fame. Tell blizzards that rage in the wild Manchurian plains, tell you nights in forest deep where the silence reigns, who is the partisan whose deeds are unsurpassed? Who is the patriot whose fame shall ever last? He severed the chains of the masses, brought them liberty. The son of Korea today, democratic and free. For the twenty points united we stand fast over our fair homeland. Spring has come at last. The words were by Ri Chan. Can you believe this? Flourishing North Korea. Free. Democratic. Spring. (laughs) You read any news or any commentary on North Korea. The truth is, of course, quite the opposite. How does this message flourish? Well, it's fairly easy. You just close the doors and the windows, unplug the computers and the TVs, hush the newspapers, and don't let anyone know what the world is really like outside the little paradise. 
foster hate for all nations except ours. Even people of the same skin and language a few miles down the road, they're all evil, these South Koreans. They all lie. Only I tell you the truth. Even when they come to help us, it's for hidden reasons. Actually, we don't even need their help. And so on. Pray for North Korea's true liberation. The next one's called unimaginable poverty. Today, you take a look at the word spiritual in North Korean thought. Not only is the following piece a proof of the clear effort of Kim and company to rob God of his place in men's lives, it's also evidence of the unimaginable poverty of North Korea. When the only spiritual product of a nation is a mortal man and his equally mortal son and grandson, I say that nation is truly poor. Now you may wonder about the wisdom of helping to spread this propaganda by printing it, reading it so fully and freely. I suppose there are some treatises of the enemy that are so subtle and crafty that I would not want to confuse the innocent by promoting them. But pieces like this one are so obvious that I feel the very poison is the antidote against the disease. By the way, some of the following that I will read now is probably true. It's how this man has interpreted the facts that brings us once more to that desire to keep praying for North Korea. This is from a North Korea website called Korea Today. It's called Spiritual Mainstay is essential for a person all of his life. This man says, after my father died in battle in the Korean War, that was June of 1950 to 1953, um, provoked by the U.S. imperialists when I was four, I grew up under the care of my mother alone. Now that I lost my father, I felt disappointed about my future, though I was too young to know why. But the country saw to it that my desire came into fulfillment after learning at schools and university, and, and that I have lived a worthwhile life as an unassuming man of merit, the chief of an enterprise, and a representative to a power organ. My ch children also studied, free of charge, under the benefit of the 11-year compulsory education system to become fine officials. The efforts I made to repay the great care of the country have filled my life. I received three diplomas of invention and certificates of new technology register and introduction, 38 certificates of innovations, three certificates of scientific and technological exploits, two gold medals and two silver medals, and the Master of Science degree. All of these are attributable to the care of the country, not my efforts. I have a watch and a gold ring that bear the august names of President Kim Il-sung and the leader Kim Jong-il, respectively. I still remember what my mother said in happy tears when I was elected to the Municipal People's Assembly, that our family and I were always having happy events as we were living up to the belief in Kim Jong-il alone. 
It's not confined to my family alone. Today, we Korean people keenly feel that the country is just Kim Jong-il and have a firm belief that their happiness of today and their destiny are guaranteed by his Songun politics. Over the recent years, our people suffered the greatest tragedy in the nation's history. We were faced with overlapping threats and blackmails and blockade enforced by the enemies. At that time, Kim Jong-il, turning the adversity into bliss by means of Songun politics, called upon the nation to rise for prosperity of the country. I often say to my children, I have worked with enthusiasm thanks to the leader, Kim Jong-il, who has defended and brought fame to my life. His is a wide and warm embrace that holds not only our family, but all our people. He is our spiritual mainstay. That was written by Ri Jae-han, manager of the Tong Dewan Daily Necessities Factory, honored with three revolution red flag. Get a life, we want to say, right? Get a life. Get a life. He truly believes in his God, the Kim family, he truly believes. It would be hard to convince him otherwise. He's been totally, totally brainwashed. Wow. How about women? Women from North Korea. Any ladies want to move to North Korea? The following is from the Korea Today website, a propaganda piece in English put out by the NK government. Here, the leader of North Korea praises and encourages the country's women failing to tell of the women who do not make it by his standard and are placed in his torture work camps for re-education. Quote, As a chariot fails to move with only one wheel, so human society can hardly develop with the strength of the men alone. The women are obliged to turn one of the wheels of the revolutionary chariot. This was what President Kim Il-sung used to say. The Korean women have now become a powerful force for revolution and construction, retaining their integrity as the flower of everyday life, flower of the nation and flower of the era. Unreported, this is me speaking, those who must get out of North Korea or die and who are often then sold into a life of slavery in Big Brother China Back to the article. During the arduous march and the forced march, the Korean women were compelled to bear a great burden for lack of food, power, and fuel. They were often seen spooning their own small portions of food out to their husbands and children, wearing a smile on their faces. Yet their devotion was not limited to their own families. They shared with their neighbors whatever they had had even a, a handful of grain adopted a grain I'm sorry adopted orphaned children married disabled soldiers looked after helpless old people the Korean women were scrupulous in keeping harmony in and out of their families and then uh, my little addition omitted here is the story of the arduous march of thousands upon thousands of North Koreans who yearly take the trek out of North Korea, willing even to risk death to get away. 
They lose families and all that is precious to a woman because of the government's desire to have a great military. Now, all that that this article is talking about is the heroics of the the women during wartime. And we have those in every culture during war. The women and the men (laughs) rise up to levels they had never imagined before. And so I'm just interjecting into their praise here a little bit of stuff that isn't mentioned it should be the world marathon queen jung song ok demonstrated to the whole world how strong the korean women were spiritually and physically young young ra doctor of science spent all her youthful years working on a scientific research task and labor heroine pak ok hui from jagang province created a paradigm of the double and three-crop farming. There are many such examples found among the Korean women. Some raised scores of pigs year after year, sent them all to the workers at socialist construction sites. Others carried out steady production by supplying power on their own, maintaining clean environment in and out of their workplace and creating enjoyable life. In particular, the spirit and traits of military officers' wives, always putting the country before their families, dedicating themselves solely to the national defense, are models of the time for all the women to follow. Well, you know, let's tell about the other heroes, dear leader. Now tell of those who suffer in agony because they dare to follow another leader, Jesus, who is more dear to them than even you, and his name is Christ Jesus. Tell of the tailless animals that one of your citizens wrote about after escaping from prison and from your nation. Uh, then, and we're back to, to Kim again. Then, what made the women, the alleged name of sympathy for their family, strong enough to overcome untold difficulties and trials optimistically? It's attributable to the leader Kim Jong-il's policy to hold the women in social respect, true to the intention of President Kim Il-sung, who empowered them to have equal political rights and freedom with the men by adopting the law on sex equality. End of quote. Is it possible that one who is known the world over for depriving millions of their rights, speaks of the equality of the sexes. We've heard all of this before. Russia, Eastern Europe, China, Cuba. But the dear people of North Korea have been brainwashed so long that many of them really do believe this man. Oh, pray for this dark place. God truly is able to change things and change people. And if he says for you to do something about this, do it. That's all this time. Don't forget to click on photos on my website. Then click on the first album you see. Scores of picture updates on North Korea. I think we've hit 90 now, maybe over 90 pictures. Kind of like a picture essay of this nation and its history. It will give you a whole lot to pray about, I do believe. Well, Monday, our third installment of 
the teaching of about deliverance. A suggestion was given to me by one of our listeners. And I just got another one, by the way. We will do the deliverance one. Then we're going to take our little holiday break. Then we'll come back to North Korea. Then it's Charles Spurgeon time. I've just discovered a whole new vein of sermons by Charles Sermon, and I'm going to Charles Spurgeon, and I'm going to put them on you in days to come. And then, uh, as I said, a listener has sent me one idea about the five points of Calvinism. Now, don't get afraid here. If you're not a Calvinist, don't be afraid. If you are a Calvinist, don't be afraid that I'm going to botch it somehow. Uh, I probably will just take the five points as my sermon outline without reading about it myself. I will be able to tell what it's talking about and go to the scripture and find what the scripture says because I give not one whit what John Calvin believed or Jacob Arminius either. I don't care, (laughs) but I do care what Jesus taught. I do care what Paul and Peter and the others taught and wrote and gave to us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I am bound to that book only. So, uh, hey, we have some interesting times coming up here. Thank you for for sticking around with me today. Don't forget where we started. It was Hebrews 13.3. Remember the prisoners as though you were bound with them in prison. Amen. God bless you.